Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I think there might have to be some fence mending, and and I think Bill O'Brien is going to probably be uh, a big part of that, instrumental in that. I mean, there's so many things now that Bill O'Brien is going to have to do. And one is to kind of recapture and regain the trust of the players. But just the fact that he is well-established as, as an offensive play caller and offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, obviously he has the credentials, whereas the other two didn't. So, you know, that will help. But, I mean... <laughs> A lot. Mac was broken basically <laughs> during the year, and and he's going to have to repair him, repair his confidence, um, and I think he's going to have to kind of patch a relationship between uh, Mac and Coach Belichick because it, it seemed pretty obvious to us during the year that Coach Belichick wasn't exactly pleased with Mac and how he was handling the situation. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. Yeah, that's the talk of the day here in New England. Boston Herald's Karen Gurjian on Megan and Arcan discussing this great article that if you haven't seen it, it's almost like you missed your Sunday school lesson. Um, very well written, written, and I, I should say this as well. For those who are like, give me names, give me names. I, clearly, you've not watched mob movies, right? Like, if you want the really good information, you got to know that someone's not going to be a snitch. So she's not going to have in her article along with Andrew Callahan in that article saying, you know, Chris told me that this, and people are like, oh, Chris really? No, it doesn't work that way. The way it works is you get the narrative. And then you match the narrative to like what you've been getting here, like late night with KJ. I haven't told you that I've been running in and out of locker rooms. I'm just saying you could see the psychology of things that were playing out that I explained that you could see coming down the road without having to snitch or dry snitch or give up my sources or go and put someone into some type of witness protection program to share for a story. There, there are several ways to skin a cat. Stay away, animal rights lovers. It's just the same. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Look, 
inside of the article, you, you just heard Karen mention, you know, Mac was broken last year. And my thing was, so what? Who cares? And in the article, it mentions that how things may have started off on the wrong foot, and this is quoting the article, seeds of dysfunction were planted in the spring and summer around the time Jones, Mac that is, told the media he would teach his new quarterback coach, Joe Judge. The first of multiple comments he made that would irk higher-ups. So if you think Bill O'Brien is the answer, yeah, that might be the football answer, but is it the player answer? This is what I've been saying. When you continue to hold Mac Jones's hand as it's been held throughout his career, remember, as I said, he beat no one for the job at Alabama. He really didn't beat Cam Newton for the job here. He didn't. And now because it seemed like him and Joe Judge, it seems like it was him more Joe Judge than it was Patricia. And Patricia's starting to kind of you know, read the article. Seems like there is kind of an empathy that you now have for Matt Patricia in all of this. And this is what I, Joe, This isn't this not what I said last night? That all Matt Patricia did was ask what Bill Belichick asked him to do. Exactly. He was the number one yes man for Bill Belichick. Which, which you want to be when head of crew asks you to do something. You almost feel like it's an honor, especially if Bill, who has this football acumen, Bill will forget more things about what he discussed about football last week than all of us probably will ever know about the game of football combined. And Belichick is asking him to do something that he's never really done before. That's an ultimate trust exercise. And the other part of it, I believe, is sometimes, and let's just call it what it is, sports is a form of entertainment. Sometimes in entertainment, they will test you to see what you will do when adversity is put in front of you. And to an extent, Seems like Mac might have failed that test, the emotional test. Remember, people were asking, how, how, did, how did Mac take it when he heard Bailey Zappi's name being chanted out there? Oh, it was tough. It's entertainment. Anybody could be replaced. See, the thing is, and this is what management knows, is that they're not spending $20 million a year on Mac Jones. This is not someone you're like, we're paying him $30 million, it's hard to move him. No, it's not too hard to bench him at this point and not pay out a whole lot. You even, in fact, keep him on the roster and watch all of this. That's why I said the whole Bailey Zappi thing was a response from management to kind of let Mac Jones know that you can be replaced. The word dysfunction shows up a lot in this article by by Karen and by Andrew Callahan. Dysfunction. A team for 22 years has operated pretty much under the same apparatus way of just doing business. Then suddenly there's dysfunction. I find that very interesting because... While all of us were, well, some of us, I wasn't really one of those because, again, I said, if Matt Patricia's stuff was so bad out there, then how come the backup won two games with it? Like, how how did that happen? And I, you know, I, I told, I joked about how, like, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, like, their offenses, especially Joe Patricia, uh, Joe Judge, when he was in, when he was in New York, 
They had the worst offense in 40 years. And the team's 40 years, but the Giants team in the early 80s, those were horrible. They were so bad, that's why they, they invented the kneel down, the quarterback kneel, because of the Giants' ineptness 40 years ago. And so I, it's, a, it's a great art. I don't want to spoil it. You know, I don't want to sit here and read a book report. But I did want to get to the point of that, look, I've said that there has been kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, maybe the word is expectedness or uh, unearned. I, I can't think. Of, I would If I was on a game show, you would have heard a buzzer by now. But just kind of this inheritance or that Mac Jones has had. Inheritance. In a league where you have to earn your keep. You know, some of us let that narrative go to your head. Mac Jones is an all-pro quarterback. Uh, that running game and that defense is the reason why. Because if he was an all-pro quarterback, he would have been throwing in that first Buffalo game in the wing. And they still won without throwing the ball. And then the regression started to happen towards the end of the season. But people were so concentrated on, like, he could be the rookie, he could be the offensive rookie of the year. It looked like it was going that way. Then getting caught up with him doing the gritty at the Pro Bowl on a play that was blown dead. Just small things you notice. Ah, he can't have fun. He can't do these things. And my argument at the time was, Show that you can win a game with your arm. Show that you can pull this team back down from 13 and win it by two or win it by one, whatever you need to. Show those things before showing off. Defense was more lights out, I would think, per capita this year, even though statistically they weren't better than the year before. But per capita, oh, you could you can tell you you could name at least three times when the defense saved the Patriots in games this year. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Here's Tommy Curran about something I was saying about Belichick last year while the season was happening. Here it is. I think that there was any other levers to pull or buttons to push. There was nothing you could do. Once you spent the entire offseason implementing a new offense with a new language with people who had never really even taught offense before, and they were so far behind in their installation as was well articulated, too, in the story. They were so far behind that they weren't even getting to things. And Bill Belichick was telling us, might take weeks, might take months, never know. They were telling us during the end of training camp that this is going to take a long time. There was nowhere to pivot, Mego. There was nothing else they could do except wait until the end of the season, hope it gets better here and there, catch a break, have Marcus Jones return a kick, have Kyle Duggar score a touchdown or two, and maybe we get in the playoffs. You never know. But I think that probably by midseason or towards the end of the season, it's like, well, we can't do this again. This was a mistake. Hopefully we can get Billy O, which is, again, they didn't bring anybody else in other than Billy O, who would conceivably be the um, repairman for the offense. So you start to wonder, and I was speaking to uh, Julian Edelman's dad, Frank, today, who he is a card-carrying Bill guy. And we still talk all the time. I think it was Billy O all the time. And they just, he knew he was going to get him. So they just kind of mailed it in on the year. Not mailed it in, but, you know. And I still look at that and I'm like, maybe, maybe. Yeah. 
was an interesting flex there. I know Jesus' father, Joseph and I, man, we used to do a lot of copperty work together. Yeah. Look, there's no shame on the show. But what I was saying last year was, as soon as there were signs as issues with the offense, Belichick should have broken glass in case of emergency and pulled out the book that was on file, the Josh McDaniels playbook that everybody else would know. And quietly oversee the offensive game planning. Take the hits, but remove it from their hands before it got out of hand. And you probably heard Belichick say in his post game at the end of the season saying, you know, the team was always around 500, so there really wasn't any opportunities to make changes. Of course there is. The great teams make changes even when you're pretty good. You don't just say, well, we're pretty good and we'll get there. Yeah, I think it was a little bit past the halfway mark. I forget which week it was that he was saying, like, yeah, it's just too late. But it's like we both agreed the week after, like, if it's not now, when is he going to change it? So the other side to that is, remember when the conversation was, well, well, gosh, they're not calling the same place for Mac that they're calling for Bailey Zappi, and that's why Bailey Zappi looks so good. And I said, oh, when Mac comes back, It doesn't matter if he throws three picks in a game, throws for 40 yards in a game. They're not going to pull him again after what happened in that Bears game because they would have made their statement. And that's where you would say Mac would have really been broken because at what point in Mac's career ever has he been benched? This could be the first time Mac Jones has ever... That game was the first game he's ever been benched and everybody's talking about how to hold his hand and play a bunch of Hootie and the Blowfish songs. This is football. This isn't the dating game. And if you think that Bill O'Brien is suddenly going to, you know, kind of mash your medicine for you, you nah, you don't have to swallow the whole pill. I'll crush it up for you. Would you like it in your food? No. This is where Belichick is brilliant. Of course you don't bring in some new Jack. Yeah, you would like to see that in the growth of the team, but you're like, oh, no, this is the culture. And we got Bailey Zappi, that dude, sitting right over here who's ready to play ball. Not making a fuss. There's no leaks coming from him. He's saying all the right things. It's going to be a very interesting camp. That is for sure. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Still to come, we'll talk more about this article in the Boston Herald that, uh, that appeared today about this dysfunction with this Patriots team. Plus the Celtics uh, winding up their uh, their game, and so um, yeah. While I was talking, I can't watch the game at the same time. That went into overtime, and yes, it is the second to last night of KJ late night. So hang out. We still got plenty to come. Uh, right now, it's time to trend with Joe Braverman. Your home of the Sox. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, as you alluded to, KJ, the Celtics and the Knicks went to overtime, and I'm just seeing this. Unfortunately, the Celtics dropped their third straight game to the Knicks in overtime. Didn't I see this last night? That if this team lose to the Knicks, they're in trouble Saturday night. Why? Because they couldn't take care of stuff in Orlando, and now it's snowballing. Well, 120-117 to 117 was the final score of the Knicks on top of the Celtics. Jalen Brown had two free throws to take the lead in overtime, but he missed them both. Jason Tatum finished with 35 points and 14 rebounds. Julius Randle, though, with 37 points for New York. Next up is a rivalry matchup at home with the Lakers Saturday night. Tip-off for that game is set for 8.30. 
Staying in the NBA, all-star starters were announced, and Jason Tatum will represent the Eastern Conference, along with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, and team captain Giannis Antetokounmpo. For the West, LeBron James is the captain, along with Nikola Jokic, Zion Williamson, Steph Curry, and Luka Doncic. And the Bruins had their six-game winning streak snapped as well as they fall to the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2. Brandon Hagel with the go-ahead power play goal in the third period for Tampa. The Bees will continue their road trip Saturday night against the Florida Panthers. Puck drop is set for 6 o'clock. And as we alluded to, we're getting into more details about the dysfunction within the Patriots last season. According to an article from Andrew Callahan and Karen Garigian of the Boston Herald, the focus was around Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. The report states that Mac Jones, quote, didn't like Judge at all. And even Coach Bill Belichick, quote, blasted Judge during practices. Other- Hold my hand. <laughs> Other NFL God. news. Other NFL news, the 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey did not practice for the second straight day with a bruised calf, but McCaffrey did say today that there's, quote, 0% I don't play in the NFC Championship game on Sunday against the Eagles. Both championship games can be heard here via Westwood One. It's the NFL from Westwood One. And a couple of new hires in the NFL. The first new head coach has been hired as the Panthers have chosen former Colts head coach Frank Reich to be the man in charge in Carolina. Reich was fired from Indy after their loss to the Patriots in November. Yeah, I'm kind of mad that Steve Wilkes didn't get that job. I, I really, I, I don't want to say mad, but it's just kind of like, see? Yeah, he definitely deserved it. And the Jets have a new offensive coordinator in Nathaniel Hackett, the former Broncos head coach, did not finish the year as the Broncos head man in charge. And you know what that means, KJ? I, 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 I can bring Aaron Rodgers here. I, I got him on speed dial. I was going to say, fuel the Aaron Rodgers to New York rumors starting today with the hire of Nathaniel Hackett. He probably used that to get a second job. Amazing. It's like the same pickup line at the bar. Like <laughs> um, it worked twice in a week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Look, I don't know how many more years Bill Belichick has of mediocrity 
of missed playoffs, of no playoff victories. It was Robert Kraft, the owner of the team, who said last March he's bothered by the fact that they've gone three years without a postseason victory. At some point, something's got to give. You got to prove that you are a guy who can win football games without Tom Brady. I mean, the numbers are just dramatically different. Not to get back to the whole Tom Brady thing, but when he had Tom Brady, the Patriots were a hell of a lot better than when Bill Belichick hasn't had Tom Brady. Um, so that's uh, that's the reality for the New England Patriots. Late night, W-E-E-I, KJ, thank you so much for being here on a Thursday. That's Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio saying, all right, Bill, how soon is now? Do you want to win again, or is mediocrity okay with you? And I would say, at this point, and all the stories that are starting to kind of seep through and come out about what happened last year. Now, keep in mind, there are teams who, just imagine for your Arizona, like, <laughs> they were fighting over four wins. This is, this is we're talking an eight-win team here. Granted, missed the playoffs by a game. But there were just so many glaring things that happened that just make you go, is this that same Patriots team I've been watching for the last quarter century? No. And But here's the thing. How many more years does Bill Belichick want to deal with mediocrity? I say this. As long as he rides Mac Jones. Because that's where he is right now. Like, what What tells you? There's this thing called trends, right? Either you're trending up or you're trending down. So Mac Jones trended up towards the middle of his first season, started trending down at the end of the first season, and for pretty much all of the second season. With the built-in excuse, okay? So according to what I've seen as trends so far, it may go down a little more before you start to see some improvement. But will that be enough time? How long would that down be? Because the worst thing that could happen is you see a little bit of up and then it goes back down. It's like, I mean, I can never sit here and recommend how you watch it, but that's how stocks work, right? If they shoot straight to the moon, then you might shoot straight back to the ground fast. You can have dips and growths, dips and growths, and sometimes your dips are going to be bigger than the growths are. But how much more time do you have? You're going into Mac Jones's third season out of five. Next year is a all-out decision-making year. And if you're Belichick, you say, come on, baby, I got the magic one more time. Give it to Mazeppa. He just might. He just might. Because when you start hearing, well, the quarterback needs this, and the quarterback needs that, and the quarterback needs this, and the quarterback needs that, you make it seem like it's a 2-15 and team. Like, this isn't Houston where you're like, They need a quarterback. They need a coach. Here it's like, okay, Bill made a maybe one of the the biggest snafu bad decisions in terms of allowing Patricia and Judge to oversee the offense last year, and that happened. But again, I say there's always a, a method behind one's madness, always. Just the same way I didn't believe that Belichick didn't know that Flores was texting him and not Dayball. Like, Come on, a guy with that acumen isn't going to separate his bills and his phone. And the same thing with the with the situation with the coaching staff last year. Like, what would the conversation be about Matt Patricia and Joe Judge if the team went to the playoffs and lost an opening round game to the Bills? Exactly. There's literally one game of separation between 2021 and 2022. 
Here's Ty Law talking about, hey, the team needs to do some things for Mac. I think you can win with Mac Jones if you give him the pieces. Like I said, give him, you know, I'm not saying he'll be a Joe Burrow by any means, but give Mac Jones a Jamar Chase. He's going he gonna to put up some better numbers too. You know what I mean? Give him some of those type of guys. Give him uh, a Hopkins. Any of those number one receivers out there that gives everyone trouble week in and week out, give Mac Jones that. He's going to make some noise, too. I'm not going to say he's going to be as productive as the other guys, so don't take it out of context. But if you give him some weapons, I think that he is going to be a good quarterback and a good quarterback for the Patriots. Yeah, but what weapons have ever been given Given Antonio Brown and and Randy Moss are the two active weapons that were imported to the Patriots that still had like all pro steel skills still left in them. And one with Randy Moss, the narrative about him was that he was lazy and just didn't want to play football. Yeah, that changed when he got here. And I think that's what a lot of people see is like, well, look what happened to Randy Moss. That can happen for anybody else here. It's a different era. It's a different quarterback. The other side of that is, would those number one receivers have the patience, have the patience to wait for this quarterback to grow? Like, they would probably want to see them, see Mac Jones do well with some kind of average guys and say, hey, if he does well with the average guys, then you move him up to the next level. You know, how many how many touchdowns did he have this year? Finally, like 12, 13? I mean, Cam ran for that amount. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's, I mean, you have a you have a throwing Cam Newton situation versus a running Cam Newton situation where Mac is supposed to be able to deliver the ball downfield with basic receivers and make them look good. Fourteen touchdowns, eleven interceptions on the fourteen air. and eleven down from seventeen eleven. I think the year before. The truth of the matter is Mac Jones needs to be a 25-a-year touchdown, 8 to, 10, 8 to 10 interceptions. Which he was in his rookie year, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Right. So you've got to do that for a couple of years because to get a Jamar Chase, you pretty much have to like lose 15 games in a season. And yeah, there'll be as, a Jamar. As the right. Bills GM said, they don't want to suck so long to get Jamar Chase. Well, that's the thing with the Patriots. It's like here it's been mediocre for the last three years now, and there's been no real improvement. So there's just kind of this malaise over the team that just makes you say, okay, how do you get out of the malaise? And it's and I don't think sometimes they say throwing money at a problem just makes it a bigger problem with more money thrown in it. And that that's what you could be getting with a, a number one receiver. You even heard Ty Law say, well, I'm not going to say now he's going to become Joe Burrow. Don't get it wrong. And it doesn't mean that he's going to have this great improvement. And that's what we're saying. There needs to be some great improvement. Like, at this point, the conversation should be Mac Jones is in the middle of the pack of AFC quarterbacks. He's not going to be in that tier with Burrow and with, with Mahomes and with Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. But there's no reason why Mac Jones' name shouldn't be mentioned in the same breath as a descending Russell Wilson while he's ascending. Yeah, you ranked him 12th last night. And... Yeah, I, I ranked him last out of the teams that actually have quarterbacks, right? Like, show me that he's greater than Ryan Tannehill. Right? Show me, show me that right now that you say, okay, I need a game one today with this current Patriots roster right now. 
Who am I putting back there? Ryan Tannehill or Mac Jones based on what you've seen so far? If you said, oh, Mac Jones easy, then you haven't been watching the games because it's not an easy decision. You'd have to sit down and talk to the family, the wife, the kids, maybe even talk to some elders in the family about what you should do because it's not that it's not that clear of a decision. And we're talking about Ryan Tannehill being one of the last of the AFC quarterbacks. Yeah, so what you're saying is like he's at 12 now, but if he goes to like – Seven, eight, nine in that range. That's, he should, he that's should where be, he should be. He should be top seven. He should be the second or third name you're mentioning in that second group of four. And let's say if there's sixteen total, sixteen total quarterbacks in the AFC, he should be in that second group conversation going into year three. You know, this franchise is not going to spend big money to get a big name player here without some type of conversation of. Well, maybe some reduced money. So that's why you end up with players who you're like, okay, maybe it'll work out. Because here's the thing with those big-name players. They know they've only got so much time left. They want to see that the quarterback can get – that they've been doing some things. If if he'd been doing some things with some talent that said, you know what, okay, they need someone just to put them over the top, then there's that's a real conversation. Yeah, do we're they not really ta- look at him with like Jacoby Myers, Johnny not, Smith, Kendrick Bourne? Do, we're does not anyone an, see we're that? No, look, we're not in an over-the-top conversation. We're in, can we can we get out of a flooded basement? You don't want to come there for that because what if they can't get what if they can't get dry? <laughs> and you're and you've now dedicated yourself to probably something that convinced them to sign you not just for one year, but you're gonna be there for a few years, saying, okay, you're gonna be part of that growth. The only players I could see potentially you could do that with is maybe someone who was at Alabama at that time. But guess what? A lot of them are doing pretty well for themselves. So it would literally have to be like one of these guys like, let's just say Judy is so unhappy out there in Denver after this year. You'd be like, hey, would you like to come play with Mac? Okay, at least there's some cachet there from their days in college where you say, okay, I can roll with it because I know what he was able to do in school and I could be that guy that gets him over. Things have to get worse in other places for him to then come here, and then you'd have to figure out, is that was it that player that wasn't really helping their situation and why they left? You may not want to inherit another problem. That's why, you know, you, you see Belichick have a conversation with DeAndre Hopkins for three minutes, and you're like, get him here. Get him here. I, I mean, I think this is what I have to kind of say to the fan base is – You'll never know how pretty or how ugly it really it is if you're looking at the back of the mirror. You got to start looking in the mirror about this team. Oh, you know, they get a receiver. They get one receiver. They're, they're all set. <laughs> no. Like, you need to think about, like, they need to get two or three linemen. A second running back. In that article that we've been talking about, about <clears throat> uh, that was in the Boston Herald about all the dysfunction that was going on. Ramondre Stevenson was worn, worn down. Of course he was. You're catching everything. You're running everything. Damian Harris is nicked. So that's another thing that I've been saying that they have to get. I've been saying this before this article came out. Uh, Forget this number one receiver. You need to go find a running back that could probably get you four, five, six hundred yards a season to go along with Ramondre Stevenson if you want this Mac Jones thing to work. Because at some some point, you got to get back to the play action. You have to. Now, in that article, it was just amazing to say, like, they were trying to do Sean McVay stuff? Like, <laughs> what were they trying to stuff out on Madden? Let's let's import their playbook. Yeah, like Kyle <laughs> Shanahan, his style. Well, you know, can you, um, 
play the Karen uh, Gergian uh, cut for this one about all the stuff in terms of the playbooks and stuff like that. Everyone, everyone tried. They gave the college try, but it became apparent right away that it just wasn't going to work. Although they kept trying and they kept trying. And what wound up happening is, you know, there was at least a half dozen or so players who were, who had either played in the Shanahan style offense or McVay offense. And, you know, just having them question or say, well, well, what about this? My experience is this. All of those things caused issues and distrust and, you know, pushback. And, and so, you know, it just kind of snowballed as it all went along. Yeah, it's, um, I think people started to figure out some names, start attaching some names who they think that might have been in that conversation. Rhymes with Bendrick Korn. <laughs> well, he played at San Francisco, and then another one that came to my uh, my attention is uh, sounds like Triple H, but minus one of the H's because they played out west under a guy named Sean Day, and Sean Day and that head coach comes from Sean McVay's tree. And that was another person people wondered, like, where's this person been like all season? They're not going to them. But it's almost like in just kind of a dumb and dumber scenario, you can almost picture like, okay, what if we took like our team and and on Madden just imported McVay's playbook and see which plays work and then put them in the install? (laughs) Sorry. And you know what's kind of funny too of what Gregan was saying of like players pushing back? It's like, how many people have pushed back on Belichick? So when they push back, he's probably like, what are you talking back to me for? I know what I'm doing. Well, this is what I was saying a few weeks ago is that when the season was ending, Bill was not going to throw middle management under the bus. That middle management is an extension of upper management and Bill being the top of that management. So when guys are going in and yapping or or when you hear former players saying, you know, that's not cool in terms of acting that way toward your coaches, what they're saying is you're going against management and don't even realize it because you're in your feelings. And that and, and this is and this goes back to the hand holding of Mac Jones. Right? If if Bailey Zappi's winning games, and this is where I would really love to find out where the the turn in the road was. Because clearly, clearly you could see that the offense was moving much better and much more fluid with Bailey Zappi in there. It seemed like defenses were as not as angst. To jump on, you know, like like suddenly what they already knew to do and was going to do, and it was going to happen because it was that predictable. It seemed like wow, there's some form of unpredictability in something that was a very predictable offense. I mean, I've never like I forgot the the defensive coordinator Vance uh, Joseph from the Cardinals. Yeah, he was saying on, on a podium. He's on a podium saying, "Well, yeah, he's he he's calling plays like a defensive coordinator would call offensive plays, like." That is that is a way of kind of saying, you know, or it is widely known that that buttons are not connecting, that that signs are not signs are all crossed up there, and that it's known outside the. No, it's like a defensive guy's calling an offense, right? And you still lose, right? You you still end up losing to that offense, but yet you are willing to say that at the podium. And with a giggle. 
somebody had to be talking, and that's not how management works. Now, in terms of G.I. Joe Judge, yes, I, I just I just I just never believed that the hard straight chin, give me ten soldier was gonna play in the modern day, you know, like <laughs> guy pick up his phone's like this dude is tripping. He's like not even really one of the coach coaches, and he's like tripping. Get that phone out of my face, son. Or how about when Devin McCourty on his week off goes on the CBS program Sunday morning and just starts to rave about what Brian Dayball has done for that Giants team different than when their last coach was there, who happens to be someone who's on your current staff, and you're, you were the leader of that locker room. It said so much. It said so much. But now when you remove those issues, sometimes when you have this bloody war going on and you just kind of take yourself out and the main character still left in there, all the spotlight's now on him. It's all on Mac Jones. And that's why I say I would not be shocked. At training camp, Bill says it's an open it's an open competition for the quarterback position. It's an open quarterback. It's an open quarterback competition. You got that? 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Next, would you rather more likely either or? The final one on Late Night with KJ here on WEEI Next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Yes, it is true. This is the second to last night, KJ, late night. And so we will still continue to have fun. Um, Go back in time on some of the crazier elements of this show over the last couple of years. Um, 
Let's get to the text line, 37937. Joe, what you got? A 978 texter is happy, but in a sarcastic way. Says, wow, I got to watch the Celtics and the Bruins both lose games they should have won, but at least the Bruins lost to a quality opponent, whereas the Celtics choked against a bad opponent. Oh, well, the Knicks aren't bad. They're like sixth or seventh in the East. They were just more determined. You know, we'll get to that here in about 15 minutes when we talk Celtics. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the, 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 the problem, the reason is why the Celtics loss looks bad is because it's the third straight one. And it's what I was saying last night and the night before, like, hey, the reason why you win that Orlando game is because if you know you're going to rest four guys against Miami and you lose that game, well, you know why. And there they were chasing that Miami game because they knew they had lost that Orlando game. And then, you know, Brogdon comes in and he's cold tonight. So we'll get to that surely. Uh, Any text, another text. Okay, that's what you got. Yeah, so um, it's been a lot of fun doing offbeat things here for anybody who happens to say, why does this guy sound familiar? Oh gosh, for, for about three or four years, I was doing mornings at another station here in the market and uh, didn't really get to do things like this. Like I got to play Barry White songs and then tell you like something important about Barry White. Like, did you know that Barry White did not have gastric bypass surgery when he sang that song? You know, like it was stuff like that, you know? And then, um, I knew a lot of the guys here at the station already because we were in the same building at the time. And so um, that was a lot of fun times over there at 20 Guest Street for sure. And so a lot of people here at WEEI I've known since oh, since I got here the first time when I was doing mornings at that station. And so piece by piece over the next couple of nights, I will share little pieces of me like that Miley Cyrus song. But right now, hit it! Yeah! I didn't play any songs like this at that other station. <laughs> you, 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 rather uh-huh. or like the two. Either or, I ask of you. Da-da-da. You, 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 rather or like the two. Either or, I ask of you. All right, three questions. Would you rather, more likely to happen, and either or? They can be in anything, sports, life. Here we go. All right, KJ, we're getting to the nitty-gritty for this last one. First one, would you rather okay. trade Heimblum, trade Chris Sale before the season for a couple of arms worth $10 million, or stick it out and see what happens with Chris Sale for the remainder of his deal? Oh, what a, wouldn't it be a horrible feeling to know that Chris Sale's come back for all that money and disappears again, and how another level of just kind of sunkenness the fan base would have? I think if you're high in bloom, you you try and find if there is value for Chris Sale out there at all with what he has coming forward. You know, maybe there's a team out there that says, look, we know we can use him. And if there are things that happen along the way, we have enough weapons there versus we need you to be our number one and stick around for the rest of the time. So, look, if Heim is going to go on the cheap, which he has, and he hasn't really spent on pitching, then maybe you do look at a couple of guys that you might spend 10, 12 million on, put them in the rotation, see if they work out, and, and believing that at least they'll be able to finish out the season, then riding Chris Sale and not having anything, and then behind it are guys who are clearly not, who are really spot guys, and that that could make it even worse on a season I think is pretty bad. So I would definitely think about like dealing Chris Sale before the season starts. All right, next. So this one's a hypothetical. I'll start okay. off with this, KJ. Have you seen the trailer for uh, the new movie, 80 for Brady? 
I watch it a lot of times late at night. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's just say you have a little bit too much at the private premiere for the Uh-oh. movie uh-huh. when suddenly the four stars, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, and Rita Morena, all look at you suggestively. Hello. Someone whispers in your ear and says, choose your two. Two? As they, as they all smile at you. And you start thinking about how to get your TV show <laughs> pilot script shopped in Hollywood. So which two 80 for Brady stars are you more likely to choose? Fonda, so I, between Fonda, Tomlin, Field, and Morena, pick two. All right. So Jane Fonda's 85. 83. Look, no, I went back and looked. I made a mistake. Jane Fonda's 85, Lily Tomlin's 83, Sally Field at 76, and Rita Moreno's 91. Hold your ears when I tell you. First off, you, I, we could go ahead and cross off Lily Tomlin. We should just do that. One ringy-dingy, two ringy-dingy. I don't know if I want to hear that is one of the two, and the two of them giggle. So out goes Lily Tomlin. Now, this one is controversial. I would have to say no to Sally Field. I don't. There's nothing against Sally Field, even though she's the youngest one. It's just, I don't know. I would take Rita Moreno in all 91 years because there's something spicy still there. And, of course, Jane Fonda, for some of us who grew up watching the Jane Fonda workout, it was kind of like our first workout. So I would choose Jane Fonda at 85 and Rita Moreno as my two and and my TV show pilot's on its way, baby. That's what you got to do in Hollywood sometimes. That definitely sounds like a CBS show, I'll tell you that. CBS should pick that one up. It might be Fox because I've been around all them Cougars. All right, last one. <laughs> last one here for the Patriots offseason pro, uh, plan. Either spend a massive amount for an offensive line upgrade or spend a massive amount for a number one receiver. Easy. Spend massive for an offensive line. And the reason being is because that offensive line will do two things. Protect you in the passing game and get you holes in the running game. So if you know that Ramondre Stevenson was like, I, I think he, he had the most yards after contact in the league. Well, you get a, a nice holes in there. You you don't have to worry about the contact. You can just take off. And for Mac Jones, he needs a line that can communicate to each other that he trusts because I think that Mac Jones has some football trust issues that are showing up in his game. And if those aren't taken care of, then it won't matter if he has this massive number 1 receiver on the outside and can't get the ball to him, or suddenly you start changing up the game plan and saying, "Well, why don't we just start off the game throwing to him?" Like, no, you got a running back back there. So, if, and, and I think it's more in the line of what Belichick would do. So if Belichick's going to spend massively, it's going to be for an offensive line more so than he will spend for a number one receiver. And that is the final. Would you rather more likely to either or here on Late Night with KJ, 617-779-73937, text line 37937. Uh, we talk Celtics next. Hang out. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.